0: everybody, this is Townsend. Thank you so much for tuning in. The goal of this podcast is to cover a vast variety of topics regarding mental health, struggles, share people's stories, and hopefully remind you that you're not alone. I hope you enjoy. Hey, everybody. I'm so excited. Of course, it is Townsend. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We're going to be talking about gaslighting and healthy boundaries. What are those two things? What do they look like? I'm going to be chit chatting with professional licensed counselor, Wendy Blackwood. She's actually been on with us before, and I'm so excited to have her join us tonight. Well, you look good. Well, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. All right. So I have had Wendy on here before. I was so excited that she wanted to hop on again. Of course, I just speak uh, so highly of you because you were super helpful for me and continue to be. And I'm a huge, gosh, advocate for therapy, counseling, anything to help kind of get your mental health straight. But we'll go ahead and jump in if you're cool with that. Absolutely. Okay, so starting off, if people have not seen you on here before, who the heck is Wendy Blackwood? What are your accolades? What are all those letters behind your name? What do they mean?
1: (laughs) Um, Well, I am Wendy Blackwood. I own Healing Path Counseling, um, and I'm primarily a trauma therapist, um, I see everyone I have a background working with uh, therapeutic foster children and children in day treatment and outpatient, but um, also uh, moved into private practice where I work with the you know population. I see a lot of first responders, medical professionals, educators, um, and so I kind of see a lot of different types of
0: things working with those uh, those different groups yeah, very good so what are okay you have all these letters behind your name yes. I, So uh,
1: LPCS means I'm a licensed professional counselor supervisor. That means I can supervise newly uh, licensed therapists who are uh, trying to achieve their professional licensure. Um, And then uh, technology assisted supervisor. Uh, Before COVID, technology assisted uh, counseling and supervision. um, I have a distance counseling certification and I'm nationally certified uh, by the National Board of uh, Certified Counselors. And then I have an EMDR Uh, certification and I'm also a consultant with that so EMDR is a tool that I use to work with um, many different things trauma
0: being uh, the primary one. So basically you can do it all so everybody I don't know about all that but but basically, basically she's got her hands in everything so if you're busy you need to text in and you're like listen we're we got a problem she can text you back and she can do a little EMDR. Um, I always think that is so cool looking at like the research behind all of these new ways, uh, I would say technology, but it's just like things we're finding out about the human brain, ways yeah. that we're how to cope and fix. It's just the coolest. It's so cool. I love it. I love the human brain. Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning in to You're Not Alone with Townsend. If you're enjoying these live streams and podcasts and want to see them continue, head over to patreon.com slash townsendtmusic. Your support means that the research and time and effort that goes into each one of these episodes can continue, and we can reach out to more guests and do more awesome things in 2022. All right. Back to the conversation.
1: Um, So, um, yeah. So, uh, actually, EMDR has been around since the 70s. So. Uh, but, you know, a lot of this technology is all new. The ability to do the technology is new. COVID kind of helped us along with that, getting some government mandates that we could be able to perform. So it's opened up a lot of people that couldn't
0: get to us. Absolutely. Absolutely. I do feel like EMDR, and maybe it's just because I'm getting older, I'm hearing more about mental health, because I feel like mental health obviously was not talked about very much and still kind of has a stigma related to it, but maybe it's gotten more popular or like just more people are talking about it. I'm not really sure.
1: Well, actually um, it's been around for a while, but um, uh, Gary Scarborough and Jill Archer are really um, the people that brought it to Arkansas. Gary's a local therapist. He's been around for a really long time and uh, he has a huge passion for EMDR. He's worked on the EMDR board and, uh, and he um, has, really brought the trainings to Arkansas, whereas it was in California, it was in New York, um, it was in some of the bigger areas, in, in, the, in this rural area, it was not, and he worked really hard to bring it here, and that's where I was trained, was with him, and I actually was one of his trainers and helped, we've trained um, hundreds of therapists in the state, so we actually have a lot of therapists trained in this technique that a lot of states don't have.
0: Very cool. Okay, so that may be why we're hearing more about it. It Just kind of got brought to Arkansas from all the bigger places. That's really cool. I love it. All right, so we're gonna dive in. So this was a topic. We actually chatted about it on a past live stream, so I can't remember exactly. I think it was the narcissist. Uh, We talked about being diagnosed with narcissism and all of these things, and I asked Spoke with a, uh, a diagnosed narcissist, but he was the self-aware narcissist, which is very, very rare. And one thing that he talked about and he addressed a lot was gaslighting. And so mm-hmm. you and I started chit-chatting and a lot of people had questions and wanted it to be addressed and talked about gaslighting, not only because they're familiar with it, but it's a term that we hear a lot. And we may not be using it correctly. Mm-hmm. And we do know what it is. It is not fun. We want to learn how to address it, how to cope with it. So Wendy and I got together. We decided that we wanted to address this specifically, and I thought it was perfect to do. So let's start by defining gaslighting. What is gaslighting?
1: So the the way I define it is that it's gaslighting is very it's a it's a psychological tactic. It's very covert it's kind of not out in the open so much. Now, it eventually becomes that sometimes, um, but it erodes the trust uh, in your own decision-making. It, uh, it really um, changes the way you feel about yourself, uh, changes your self-judgment and perceptions. Um, and it can be done, uh, this, this technique can be used with individuals or with groups. Um, and so uh, the, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna kind to of slide this so I can, I made up a definition, so I was going to read it to you so I get it correct. Um, so what I wrote was that it's a covert psychological tactic to erode and contaminate one's self-confidence, trust in, in their self-judgment and perception of reality to gain control and power. Um, and this can occur in individuals or groups of people.
0: Okay. Yeah. So that fits narcissism perfectly. So if you didn't watch that live stream or listen to that podcast, that is a fantastic one. I felt like he really hit on some great spots on narcissism and one of them was gaslighting. So do you feel yeah. like you see that a lot with narcissistic?
1: Um That, yeah. And I think gaslighting occurs sometimes unintentionally. I think sometimes it's kind of created within a family system. Um, But also, uh, it can be used with a lot of different, I see it in a lot of different personality disorders, not just narcissism. Um, And and in the general population to a point, um, we see it a lot in political realms and in the media, the way the media will depict certain things. It's kind of a gaslit kind of situation. Um, So yeah, it's it's a pretty, it's more common than I think people think. It's just getting a lot of uh, publicity right now.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Do you feel like, when people do gaslighting do you feel like it's purposeful or people are meaning to do that or it's just kind of like passive aggressive they don't even know they're doing it
1: there's times it's very purposeful and strategic um you know it is it is kind of a, a war tactic so to speak an emotional war tactic and um there's times i think people aren't self-aware and I think they do it to get their way, but I don't think they realize the damage that it's doing or that they're trying to get power over someone. They're just trying to get their way. Um, so, so it works in both ways. We see it a lot in relationships though where it is purposeful. That's sad.
0: I believe they call that toxic. Yeah, it's a little toxic. (laughs) Um, Okay. So can you give us a few examples? So let's say you're in a relationship or whatever, throw us a few examples of gaslighting in a situation. Sure.
1: So um, the thing about gaslighting is it is gradual. It doesn't start out immediate, and it's you know it's coercive. It's systematic, um, and you know it really tries to change your perception of your reality. Um, And so, like a person might be, I'm going to give you like signs that if you you experience these, then you might be experiencing some gaslighting. And so, if you're constantly second guessing yourself. Or if you're, uh, if you start questioning, like maybe I'm just too sensitive, um, you feel like you have to apologize all the time. Uh, you you can't make simple decisions. You kind of question your abilities in a lot of ways. You start withholding information from your family or friends about a relationship or a situation. Um, you just believe you can't do anything right. It's uh, it's really, uh, and it can really lead to a lot of loneliness, a lot of isolation, and unhappiness. Um, you know, and I think part of it is, it just questions, it erodes your self-esteem. Yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, a lot of times you believe that you can't do anything right. You're making bad choices. And so you just don't make choices. You rely on that. You become dependent on the person uh, that's kind of leading you. Um, and so a lot of times it, it's really destabilizing. It's undermining. Um. There's a lot of lying involved um, and they try to align people against you. Um, and so if it's a work situation, it becomes a group thing. Um, and there's a real lack of congruence in behavior and words. Um, so there's some certain phrases that you, the, well, there's certain behaviors. So some of the behaviors is withholding, like it's, it's pretending that they don't understand what you said or refusing to listen to your side. Um, It's also questioning your memory of events. It'll be, you know, well, I don't remember it that way. That didn't happen. Um, You don't know what you're talking about. Uh, That's not what, that's not how it was. It's a lot of just undermining your memory of it. So you start questioning, was was that the way I thought it was? Um, It also makes you feel unimportant. Like they deny your feelings. Um, You know, you have no right to be sad or angry or upset or betrayed. Um, and a lot of it is is shaming. It's that bullying. It's those those side looks, the tone of voice, um, to create a feeling of um, inadequacy or unworthiness. Um, there's a lot of boundaries that get crossed. Um, there's some particular phrases that you will hear. You'll probably hear my dogs losing their mind. <laughs> um, I have something to say about this. Yeah, they're they're very they're very uh, involved. Um and so um you know gaslighting phrases will often sound a lot like this, like um stop being so sensitive, you're or so so emotional, so dramatic, you're too serious. Um it never happened that way. I never said that. Um you're crazy, you're out of your mind, you need help, you're not balanced. Um, oh, it was just a joke. I was just kidding. Why are you taking it that way? Um, it's not a big deal. Why are you making such a big deal out of everything? Why are you living in the past? Why can't you just let it go? Um, you're insecure. You are out of control. You're paranoid. I didn't do that. You're paranoid. You're making things up. Um, you're imagining things. That's a big one. You're, you dreamed it up um, and exaggerating. You're, you're just exaggerating everything. You overthink everything. And it just, it, and it, again, it's such an intense and constant thing that you start believing, well, maybe I didn't remember that correctly. Maybe that wasn't the tone. And so it's a, it really starts, you know, really taking away your ability
0: to believe in yourself. Wow. So I'm having like all these flashbacks. I'm like, holy moly, I've experienced that a thousand percent gaslighting. And you think it's almost reassuring. And I'm sure everybody watching can say the same thing. I feel like we've all experienced this a little bit in our life. Mm-hmm think, oh my gosh, just hearing this is a little bit more reassuring to know. In fact, you are not crazy. Um, yeah. I definitely had experiences where people try to play with your memory. Like, yeah. that's not what happened. You're making that up. And then you really start to second guess yourself. Like, maybe I made that up.
1: Yeah. It, and it does. It starts really just eroding your your sense of
0: reality, actually. That is wild. That is crazy that people can do that. That is so wild to me. Again, well, the- brain is so complex and wild that you can trick it into thinking, maybe I didn't do that.
1: Yeah. And you know, and this has been uh, around for a really long time. So the, the term gaslighting actually comes from a play in the thirties and it was, uh, it was called uh gaslighting. Um, and the, the husband basically turned the lights, which were powered by gas up and down to make, to convince his wife she was insane. Um, and he would move things around the house, replace things, move things um and then there was two movies actually uh, made about it in the forties um and they're very popular like they they were a big deal, and so that's the thing is it's that power over someone to convince them that they're that they're not in reality, and he really wanted to commit her in the in the play and in the movie so um to get her out of the way um then also in Germany, the Nazis used gaslighting um and they used it very effectively and uh and so I'm gonna butcher this word, but it's it's uhzerrgzigzek, and so it is basically uh it's called group stalking gang stalking I think it's what uh, the the actual definition gang stalking, and it's eroding the ability to know what's really happening
0: to get people to follow you that is terrifying yes, that's like yes. a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. Holy moly, that people can just change like your reality. Like I said, I feel like I've had not the gang stalking. That's terrifying. I'll probably have nightmares about that tonight. But (laughs) uh, Somebody kind of uh, using gaslighting to be like, oh, that didn't really happen. You're exaggerating. You remember that incorrectly. I feel like we've all had a little bit of that, or maybe, maybe I just had a crazy in my life. That's cool too. Um, (laughs) So I feel like this, and I know you on this a little bit I feel like this could do some major damage to somebody's mental health themselves the ones being absolutely um, uh, yeah, yeah what are some what are some effects of that
1: well and the the reason it's so damaging is because it's it, it's long lasting like it doesn't just happen and then you get over it um it's very systematic and it 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 really takes hold and uh, and erodes your self-confidence, your ability to understand what's going on in your life and your self-trust. And so it really does create PTSD. Um, Anxiety disorders is pretty common. Depression, because when you feel like you're completely out of control, you get very depressed. Um, Suicidal ideation. um, There's there's a lot of documentation over people being gaslit and then uh, attempting or completing suicide. Um, Paranoia, and believing you're paranoid And then you become paranoid. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, And then isolation and just really the the one we see the most is that low self-esteem of um, I'm not worthy.
0: Yeah, I I can see all those happening for sure. So I know I keep kind of going back to the narcissistic, but I did a lot of research before that particular live stream. And this just hits home because uh, one thing I'm very familiar with is narcissism, just like Mm -hmm. being in contact with somebody that has that diagnosis. And it hits so home for me, the gaslighting, because that's one that was really familiar that he talked about was um, making everybody believe you and your story. And it's almost like, they gaslight so much they believe themselves because they mm-hmm. tell us so many times. So it's really strange, all these mind games that can be played.
1: It really is a mind game. It's, it's mental warfare. And um, you know, it, they get in there and they, they really trick you. They trick you to the point where you believe it and you become dependent on them, yeah. um, which is, you know, do you depend on them for your sense of reality.
0: That is crazy. Or their sense of reality more so. Yeah. That is wild. Okay, so what would be, like for people watching, what would be a good way um, to handle a relationship like this, whether it be at work or family, a good way to cope? What the heck do you do when you find yourself in this situation?
1: Well, and and, you know, it doesn't just happen with romantic partners. It can be a friendship. Um, It could be a parent-child relationship. Um, it can be in the workplace. We, it's pretty common in the workplace for a colleague or a boss to really gaslight everyone and, uh, and pick out particular ones to target. Um, it can be racial gaslighting. Um, you know, people often will gaslight and say, well, that didn't happen. It's not that big a deal. Why are you making such a big deal out of it? Um, when they were truly treated, you know, poorly, racial profiling is built upon that. Um, political uh, gaslighting, religious gaslighting. Um, and then cultural, different cultures, you know, and, and being de- demeaning to a culture can be very much a gas-lighting situation. Um, you know, setting some some good boundaries and and basically, how do you find yourself again? And so part of it is to keep record of someone's behavior. If you question, if you feel like there's some toxic... Uh, really uncomfortable stuff going on, but you're but you're not really certain. You kind of question yourself. Start keeping a record. Keep dates and times and context and exact words that are being used with you. Um, and you know, write down the details of the happenings so that you can verify your suspicions later when you go back and read it. And you're like, no, that really is what it happened, even though he's saying or she's saying it didn't. Um, point out inappropriate behavior if it's safe. In front of people, you know, like, it's not okay for you to speak to me that way, it's not okay for you to make fun of me in front of people, you know, that sort of thing. Um, Journal, journal your feelings, because your feelings are valid, and withhold, like, emotional responses, if they see they get a response out of you, it's just like a school bully, Um, they like it, it charges them up, and it gives them more fuel, um, because they will use things, they will use intimate things you've told them against you. And then use mindfulness, like use a lot of mindfulness and relaxation to de-stress. There's a lot of do's and don'ts. So, you know, the the don'ts is don't take responsibility for their behavior. You know, don't make excuses. Um, Don't make snap judgments. Like, because oftentimes they'll try to exclude you from people around you from support systems by telling you things about them uh, that make you feel like you can't trust them. Um, Don't debate or argue because you're going to lose, like they have nothing to lose. And so they're going to retell the story in a way that makes them the victim um, and you the bad guy. Um, They're not going to take, you know, responsibility. Um, Always be safe. If it's unsafe, leave. Like you got to find a way out and don't keep their secrets for them. Um, Some do's is realize that you're not responsible for their behavior, no matter what they say, because a lot of the things they'll say is, well, you made me. You know, if you wouldn't do this, I wouldn't have done that, or I wouldn't have said that. Um, And so they want you to take responsibility for their poor behavior. Um, Talk to someone you trust, a friend, anyone, a counselor, a coworker, a sister, a brother. uh, Find someone that you can trust and tell them so they can verify that what you are experiencing is not okay because you start questioning yourself. You need a third, second or third party to help. Um, Keep records, keep really good records. And find safety. You know, I mean, that's, those are really important things. You've got to be safe. Um, and, you know, it's important to set those healthy boundaries. Yeah. So, you know, we can kind of talk a little bit about those.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I keep having these flashbacks to, so TikTok. I don't know if you have TikTok, but it's gotten yeah. super popular. And one thing that is like blowing up on TikTok is calling out your spouses. And not necessarily by name, but showing Uh, little videos that you've taken or journaling about your spouse or a loved one or a friend and putting it online so that it brings awareness to the things that one yourself Mm -hmm. you didn't see at first and two other people so that they know hey this is what I saw and it's not okay so it's pretty neat it's cool that people are using technology to help spread awareness like listen I lived in this for so long this is what it looks like so for myself, I'm going to post this so I don't see it again, or if I do, I know it's a trigger, or for you to look at it and say, hey, if this is happening to you, this is not okay, and it is okay to not be okay with that, you know? Yeah, and,
1: you know, I think the use of technology is so much better, you know, these days, because you can, video, you can have a video in your house, you can have an audio recording of being screened at, um, you can have... You know, documentation of the of the really not appropriate text messages being being screamed at you, um, and so that, those things can verify um, and really help you rely on that instead of your own thoughts if you question them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I can't imagine before technology when it was just your word, words, and they're just you know feeding you with just their thoughts and their mm-hmm. reality. That literally would send me off to a psych ward. Yeah. That's that, that is wild. Okay. So you were talking about the healthy boundaries. So mm-hmm. um, I, that can tie in with family, friends, really anything. So what does that look like?
1: You know, it's setting limits. Um, you know, really um, healthy boundaries is, is setting limits and rules regarding your personal space, your time, your energy, your finances, your body, your emotions, um, your possessions, Um, And make sure that it aligns with your values and your culture and your mindset. And if someone steps into those, then that's not a good boundary. You, you get to say no, um, to be kind and firm, but use I statements. I am uncomfortable when you stand that close to me. Um, I feel uncomfortable. I feel hurt when you, you know, make, make comments about my, you know, weight or my skin or my sister or, you know, my, the way I parent. Um, You know, being clear and being constant um, and consistent. You can't be wishy-washy with boundaries. Um, They also need to be flexible enough to where you feel okay changing them for yourself to to better fit you, not to allow someone off the hook. If they're too rigid, then you may, you know, say, well, I can never leave because my values say divorce is wrong. Um, So you have to have boundaries that allow you space for safety and for wellness. Um, Trusting your intuition, I think is a big one. Um, And that's hard if you've been gaslit. But there are red flags and there are gut, you know, those gut feelings that say this is not a this is uncomfortable. Um, And to learn, it takes a while to learn, relearn how to take care of those. And sometimes you need someone to help you say, no, you're right, that's, that's definitely not okay. Um, Asking for support. Um, and be assertive. You have to be assertive and follow through when someone pushes against your boundaries and gets in your space or breaks your things or calls you names Um, or just in general makes you feel like you're not, you know, you're not enough.
0: Yeah. You know, we talk about boundaries. It sounds extremely easy. Like, yeah, I have my boundaries. These are them. Mm -hmm. But when it comes down to reality, it is hard to keep boundaries.
1: It is because we, we value relationships and we don't want someone to think badly of us or, or not love us or disown us or walk away from us. Um, And, and, you know, it's hard to, to decide what is, you know,
0: what is me setting the wrong boundary and what is that person pushing into mine? Yeah, that's true. That's a good way to look at it. You word it so perfectly. I'm like, that's hard. And then you word it like from a dictionary. I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Um, the one thing, one thing I'm learning one with age is always trust your gut. Like your gut instinct is pretty much always going to be right. You know, you better than anybody else. So go Mm -hmm. with that gut instinct Two, like I said earlier, I'm a huge advocate, um, for mental health, which means counseling, therapy, things like that. Just getting an outsider's perspective because literally that helps you, you know, verbalize things out loud without somebody that's been in the situation, like an outsider's perspective and not only Mm -hmm. outsider perspective, but a professional perspective so that they can word things. Well, they can kind of help you figure out what is healthy, what's unhealthy, um, what your boundaries may or may not look like. So I'm a huge advocate for all of that. Um, I've had a lot of messages about this topic in particular gaslighting, um, Mm -hmm. And so just for me, I felt like the biggest thing was coming and talking to somebody that could explain it a little bit better. Because when you're in the moment, like you said, your reality is a little bit off, but you don't really know why you're hearing all of this gaslighting. And it, it's hard to process everything by yourself. It is. And, you know, and a,
1: and a, a therapist can be neutral. Your friends are going to be on your side. You know your 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 mom or your aunt is going to be on your side, you know. Hopefully, unless they're the person gaslighting you. Um, but you know, you can get that neutral, you know, listening ear in a safe space, and and get good feedback and get some verification that, uh, you know, have that affirmed that, you know what, uh, this isn't okay. That's that's definitely not okay because you get desensitized to it, especially if you've been in it long term. And oftentimes, people who are you know, experienced gaslighting as a child will grow into relationships where they don't recognize gaslighting in friends or colleagues or romantic interests because it feels familiar. And so it really triggers that, oh yeah, I'm not good enough. Oh yeah, you're right. I don't know
0: what I'm talking about. That is so sad. Yeah. Uh, Again, on TikTok, something that has become really popular, it's almost trending right now as it talks about um, children or uh, particularly people getting in a relationship in adulthood and they don't see these red flags because they are, they're used to them. And so they don't mm-hmm. even see it and they form this unhealthy bond of someone that tells them how to think and tells them how to feel and uh, like treats them as we know, not healthily, but they don't know any different. They're so mm-hmm. used to growing up with that. They form this unhealthy bond with this person and then it ends up ruining them so that like forming that unhealthy bond is so wild we could talk for hours about that but yeah Mm -hmm. so again technology one is really cool that it's bringing that to the surface and two just those healthy boundaries learning them learning what's okay what's not okay and just trusting your gut
1: yeah and and, you know those type of relationships you're speaking of you were conditioned into it. You've been trained into that. And so if we look at, you know, classical conditioning, um, it's like ringing a bell. And so, you know, you meet someone that rings that bell and you fall right back into that response.
0: That is all. Awesome. I'm going to need you to make me a promise that I don't fall into that, Wendy. Okay. Well, if you see me out with somebody with these traits? You just slap the fire out of me. So we're going <laughs> to, appointment you're gonna come see me because we need to chat (laughs) got it agreed got it I got you (laughs) he said no we're not forming these bonds we've worked hard yeah absolutely okay so the healthy boundaries so basically just figuring out what works for you being Mm -hmm. firm but a little bit flexible is there anything else as far as healthy boundaries go that people need to know about?
1: Well, I think it's uh, learning what someone crossing your boundaries looks like. And so that, you know, when someone go, you know, crosses your boundaries, it's, it can be a person or an organization or a boss that doesn't respect your thoughts, opinions, your physical space, um, or your time, money, emotional, you know, space, um, and they ignore that line, they push into it for their own benefit. Um, and you know, the thing is when they st- when they step into that, it pushes your your safety and your health um to the side, and so they're picking themselves over you yeah
0: absolutely that's so we talked about you know some people do it um on purpose, you know it's almost malicious, and some people do it not intending to so gaslighting or mm-hmm. being you know it kind of reminds me being a passive aggressive but a more mm-hmm can't feel so let's say let's turn it around and say maybe somebody's told me I've been gaslighting or it feels like what's a way that someone could work on that personally like you think I don't want to be that person yeah
1: well and I think uh I think first of all getting examples from that person like if someone says that I would say well give me some examples of uh of what I my behaviors and words and then how it made you feel you know I, I want the context of it um, and if you listen to it, and you're like, Oh, yeah, I did say that, uh, you know, I I did, you know, borrow that from you and then say I didn't, you know, to, to not be in trouble or to gain, you know, a little foot up in, in the workplace, maybe um, taking credit for things that you didn't do sometimes and then denying well, you never told me that that was my idea um if they give you examples and you you're just like yeah that does sound like gaslighting um then you have to be super conscious of i'm going to i'm going to choose not to do that it's a choice i'm going to choose to listen to my words more carefully and think about how it affects people i'm going to decide am i you know was i just lying did i minimize their feelings did i deny something that i know is true um did i withhold um some understanding did i pretend i didn't get it so that i could get by with something um, you just look at those different characteristics of gaslighting and almost do the opposite. Like, I'm going to pull back and be more neutral. Um, and then give them permission to point it out. You know, I want to work on this. And then, you know, go go talk to a good therapist. And if you say, you know, look, I don't want to be this person. I want to be kind and considerate. And, you know, I don't want to take advantage. And I don't want to, you know, take away someone's power. What can I do to be aware of it? I think
0: I grew up this way. I
1: learned this. How can I get rid of it?
0: What a terrible thing. Gosh, people are so wild. We learn all these crazy things from parents or relationships that were unhealthy. Um, I see a lot of things that talk about, I go to therapy to relearn what I was taught as a kid because it was so unhealthy and they didn't address the unhealthiness. So it's mm-hmm. my chance to like grow up, take responsibility and help the next generation grow up a little bit healthier, or at least mm-hmm. know that we tried for it to be a little bit healthier. So it's exciting that we're on the, um, the cusp of things. I feel like mental health is being discussed a little bit more. Like said, technologies putting it on the front lines, you know, people are seeing it more, people are talking about it more, counseling, yeah. their, EMDR is popular, people are chatting about it, I love that so much, yeah, so what, it, do you feel like EMDR would have anything to do with gaslighting, do you feel like you could use that in any way, you feel like it's more conversational?
1: No, I, I think it definitely is, especially when, you know, when it has eroded your your belief about yourself and your negative beliefs are getting in the way of you having a a healthy, strong self-concept. Um, you know, EMDR can definitely help um you process through, um, especially if this, you know, if this relationship is, you know, still ongoing or has ended recently, um, but also if it triggers those past childhood or past relationship things. Um, you know, EMDR really does, it just helps process something that's kind of stuck. And, uh, and helps it just wash on out so that you don't carry it around every day. So you can create a new, a more positive self-belief and, and have a more functional and, and happy life.
0: That sounds pretty fantastic. I don't know who wouldn't want that. Who wouldn't? <laughs> who wouldn't want that? Okay, so I'm a huge fan of Wendy's. Like I said, she's been on before in the past. We talked about, what did we talk about last time? um what did we talk about
1: last time that's a great question
0: gosh um we talked about good things it was amazing it was like Mm -hmm. 30 episodes ago I've done several since then but yes it's always a pleasure having you on we always talk about super important conversations and I love um like I said we're just kind of going off of another episode that we had that um talked about gaslighting and it was something Mm -hmm. people hit me up about being like I want to talk about that specific topic more because I feel like Mm -hmm. it's very common. A lot of people go through that and you don't really know what it is. You can't really pinpoint it, define it. You Mm -hmm. definitely don't know how to address it. So I'm super excited that Wendy came on to talk about it. If you guys have any questions, feel free to ask away. I think we addressed a lot of the ones I got privately in messages. Um, But if you have any now, feel free to message down here. We'll address it. Wendy, how can people find you if they want more information about all of this stuff?
1: Um, They can get me at uh, HealingPathCounseling.com or they can call my office at 501-327-7224. I'm here and I'm local, um, easy to get to. And if I'm not a good fit, I can refer you to a lot of colleagues that are very skilled and be very useful um, and help you get to the right person.
0: I love that. Absolutely. Was there anything else you wanted to throw in that? We just like blew through that. I was so excited. <laughs> just like, was there anything well, you wanted to throw I in? Think,
1: uh, I think that sometimes people use the term gaslighting a little inappropriately. They'll use it for any kind of acting out behavior or whatever. And I think sometimes it's a little more strategic than that. Um, in a lot of ways, it's more, it's relentless. Um, and the purpose is to destabilize someone, to undermine them. Um, it's, it's inconsistent with their, with their behavior. And that's, you know, everyone makes mistakes, especially teenagers. Teenagers do a lot of gaslighting type behaviors, but they're adolescents. Um, not that they can't truly do it. They truly can. But, um, you know, and, and, you know, the purpose of it is, is to manipulate you. The, the purpose is to, you know, create a situation that alters your, your understanding of your own reality so that they can have power over you and that could be a boss that could be in you know a mother-in-law that could be um you know a teen you know that could that could be an adult child that's wanting to manipulate their elderly mother or father um or grandparent i mean you know there's there's a lot that goes into it it's the the reason it's so effective is because it's you know it's long lasting and it's gradual and it just erodes away your ability to know what you know.
0: Yeah. I think the best term you used was a bully. Yeah. Yeah. It's very bullying. Basically, just bullying. Yeah.
1: But you know, it's, it's more subtle than, than your basic schoolyard bully. Um, and actually gaslighting, there's, there's another term that that's also used it's called ambient abuse. And so it's kind of like a soft light abuse. And so, you know, it's, it's very abusive, but oftentimes people don't recognize it as abusive. Um, you know, and I've I've seen people, I've seen it in my office, actually, people gaslighting their, their teenager, you know, basically telling them, you know, they're not good enough, but then saying, I didn't say that, you know, and I'm like, well, I was sitting here, and that's what I heard, so I'm going to verify that that's what, what happened, um, you know, and I think we're, we, you know, by nature, as humans, we want our way, but it's when you do it in a way that's damaging, and it's purposeful, Most of the time, there are people that do it, you know, and I don't think they're meaning malicious damage, but they can create it. Wow.
0: Yeah. I just imagine, like, it's so soft, but you just keep doing it over and over and over. It's gonna wear anybody out, no matter how Mm -hmm. soft it is. But if you just continue, just Yeah. So I guess that would be, you know, I keep going back to passive aggressive. They kind of sound similar, but passive aggressive, I guess, wouldn't be as consistent and manipulative.
1: Right. Usually, you know, passive aggressive is, you know, it's probably definitely an aspect of gaslighting, um, but it tends to be kind of situational. And sometimes it can be with lots of people where gaslighting has a target. Okay.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's a target I don't want to be a part of. Uh, but yeah. like I said, I feel like um, a lot of people message. I feel like this was something that was extremely common. So um, they wrote the movie Gaslight is an old black and white movie, but worth watching. So they've seen that movie for sure.
1: Yeah, there was there's actually two. There's one in 1940 and one in 1944. Um, and the play was in 1938. And that's what started the whole thing. The, the The movies were actually adapted from the play.
0: Wow. So whatever happened. So was that a true story? Like the play, to- um, I
1: don't. I don't know. I don't have any information on that. I think it was just someone's imagination that turned into a really great story. Wow. Um, yeah, there's actually a new movie. I don't know if it's based on this as a new movie. I think it has Julia Roberts called Gaslit. It may actually it may be a mini series with Julia Roberts, um, but it's called Gaslit, um, and uh, I would suspect that it's similar to this. Um, if you think about, um, there was an old movie called, uh, sleeping with the enemy and it was Julia Robertson, another actor. Um, he was, you know, very abusive, but he would do a lot of mind games. And, um, especially when he started stalking her after she left him, he would break into her house and move things and, oh, um, you know, just, you know, very, uh, but his was much more physical abuse as well. This is often just a lot of mind games that can escalate to, physical um, you know abuse as well. Yeah
0: I will never understand how people find that those things entertaining like anything that's realistic I'm like I just want to be ignorant to it and pretend it doesn't exist so like to to watch a movie about a guy stalking her and moving things around would quite literally make me a little bit crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Watch yeah, like it.
1: I, not everyone needs to watch that kind of thing. And <laughs> you know, it can it can and it definitely ignites some anxiety for sure.
0: <laughs> I think that's what it is. Yeah, those movies ignite some things for me. It's like horror movies. Um, all these podcasts about like um crimes. Crime, yeah, yeah, murders, crimes. I'm like, how do you people go to sleep to this? <laughs> How? Because I would be terrified. I would sleep with a machete because I'd be terrified (laughs) under my bed or like out of my living room, moving my furniture around just to make me crazy. I don't get it. You people are wild, all of you. Thank you so much for joining me. You're very welcome. It is always a pleasure chit-chatting with you. You always put a new light on everything. Like I'm going to leave here and one, I'm going to be terrified to see that movie. I'm going to (laughs) avoid anything that says gaslighting in it. Um, but yeah, now idea. now I have all these other thoughts that are like, she worded it so perfectly.
1: Well, thank you. And again, you know, anytime
0: I, I enjoyed it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wendy, I hope you have a great evening. Everybody else. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you learned a little bit of something. Stop watching all these crime podcasts. You guys are, you guys are silly. Every one of you. All <laughs> right. Y'all have a good evening and we'll see you later, Wendy. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. If you enjoyed this conversation and are interested in becoming a sponsor, feel free to shoot me an email at TownsendTMusic at Hotmail.com or shoot me a message on any social media platform at TownsendTMusic for more information. I would love for you to become a member to help spread awareness that you're not alone. If you're looking to buy or sell, I have the perfect realty company for you. Clark & Co. Realty is located in the Benton Bryant, Arkansas area and they understand that buying or selling a home is more than just a transaction. It's a life-changing experience. That's why their team of highly seasoned real estate professionals is dedicated to providing exceptional personalized services for all their clients. They truly take great pride in the relationships they build, and they always work relentlessly on the client's behalf to help them achieve their perfect real estate goals. They always have the client in mind, and I can speak firsthand when I say how reliable, trustworthy, and quick they were. When I was looking to buy my first home, they were there with me every step of the way, answering every question I could think of. They showed me a great amount of knowledge and patience through the process. It's no wonder they've won so many awards for their outstanding services and their excellent relationships with clients. So if you're looking to buy or sell, there is no better option than Clark & Co Realty.